Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at a time. Hosted and produced by Andrew Paul and Lisa Pruden, the well-endowed podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. The podcast tells the stories of how those endowments intersect with the community. You can check it out and subscribe right now at thewellendowedpodcast.com. We're getting set to go on vacation. Uh, when we record this episode, we're about a week out from going away to the mountains with the kidlets for a week. Yeah. Now, you might be asking yourself, Scott and Anita, how are you going to record the next episode if you are in the mountains? Well, through the magic of technology and appropriate scheduling, we're just going to record an extra episode and then load it up while we're gone. Yeah. So this this is a rare week where we're actually double recording so that we can have one episode ready to go on time and one episode in the bank to go out while we're away. Yeah. Normally our week looks like read the book, record an episode, Scott edits, (laughs) then posts it and then rinse, repeat, right? Yeah. This week it's going to be read, record, read, record. Yeah. Edit, edit, post, wait, post, reset. (laughs) A very complicated way to explain it. Uh, (laughs) To clarify though, that does mean that we are not cheating. We did read a chapter and we are recording this episode and then after this episode is recorded we are going to read the next chapter yes and record the episode just a couple days earlier than we normally would have yeah we're still following the rules still no spoilers yeah we're just doubling up yeah and uh, because we switched our uh, podcast service from the cheapest free version we were using (laughs) before to something a little more robust we are able to finally actually like schedule something to go out which we weren't really able to do before so so there you go. Uninterrupted service from your friendly read-along podcast. Yeah. Well, our service has not been interrupted in the past. Uh, outside of a few little technical hiccups here and there that have caused an episode to maybe go out a little late, we haven't missed an episode. Not even for the birth of our children. Continued uninterrupted service from your local friendly podcast, The Read-Along. And we intend to keep doing that uh, as we have for the last 250 episodes. Yes, so. but we intend a lot of things. It's true. <laughs> It's true, but so far so good, and we we endeavor to keep up doing the same. So there's a little peek behind how the sausage gets made. <laughs> uh, but with that said, I guess we'll uh, we'll do a brief recap of our previous chapter, chapter 19, in which Reina does a little do-it-yourself cattle prod project, which fails to significantly injure the Kepler, but wildly succeeds in injuring Morvan. <laughs> she then manages to flee up to the command deck, where she discovers that. Uh, No signal had been sent and decides to rectify that situation. Uh, We also catch a little bit up with our good friend Pollux, who is still alive in the greenhouse, and discover that she might have been left alive because of the slime, which might now also be protecting Morvan. And that leads us into chapter 20 of Screams from the Void by Anne Tibbetts. Serena's still on the command deck and is cornered there when she starts hearing something 
approaching. Yeah, I she didn't realize it, and it certainly wasn't told to us, our reading audience, that she basically wasted her escape time sending a distress signal. Well, not- She didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know she was being hunted that closely, right? So- Well, she does know that she's being pursued by two predators. Well, yeah. Well, she incapacitated one of them, but she doesn't know for how long. And, and she scared one of them off, but she doesn't know for how long. But she doesn't know for how long, yeah. right? So she could have left the flight deck earlier, but that kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. And right? So she doesn't know which it is at first either, because the ventilation shaft leading up to the command deck is right next to the access ladder. And she hears something coming from that direction, and it could be a limping Kepler or a limping Morvan. Right. Because both of them have been hobbled. Yeah, all she's got are, are sounds coming from, right? Yeah. So she's got to make do. And she realizes that she can't effectively go down the access ladder because there's a non-zero chance Morvan is coming up, it, which would be a, a decent way to escape from the Kepler, but yes, she doesn't know who's coming. Right? This isn't really a time to roll the dice. No. So she realizes... She has to hide, basically, and the only thing she can think of in very short notice is to basically disguise herself as a pile of bodies. Yeah. The thing that is interesting here to me, though, is that Morvin probably would have noticed the bodies had been moved, and that would have made him suspicious, but she's lucky. And it's she's lucky it's the it was the Kepler. Yeah, no, this is, this is actually... True. Like, she's lucky that the Kepler happens upon I know. Her. This is the grossest hiding spot imaginable. And yes, it's very smart. And yes, it saves her from the Kepler. But you. Yeah, she drags the captain and Chris's bodies over basically to an access panel. Yeah. That she can hide underneath. Yeah, and she kind of tucks as a, herself yeah. under, the, under the panel and then kind of hides right underneath the captain's body. Yep. And it's so gross. Yeah, but the good news is that, number one, it hides her from plain view. Yes. And because the Kepler has got some sort of animal senses, uh, it can't smell her. Because when it gets up on the deck, it snuffles around looking for her. And it notices the pile of bodies, and it gives them a little sniff. And it's like, ooh, these are spoiled, and just goes away. Yeah. So it can't see her, and it can't smell her. And I don't know what other methods of detection it has, because she's not making any noise either. So it basically moves on. Yeah. Like, it... My guess is that it probably did detect that she was up there somehow because it has some kind of senses or deduced that she might head up there for some reason because, again, it's smarter than the average bear. Well, she wasn't exactly being quiet until she got there, right? No. So my guess is that it figures that she must have left and it also leaves. And that buys her enough time to finally head down the access ladder. Yeah. So it escapes back into the air vents. And I don't know which way it went, but I'm going to assume that she goes the other way. <laughs> Unfortunately, when she gets down to the next deck, she runs into Morvan, who is also now back up and is limping around the ship, basically like, Reyna! Ugh, the worst. Yeah, the good news is he's not chasing after her trying to kill her, necessarily, but he is trying to lure her. Yeah. And she's now past this. She recognizes it for what it is. Oh, yeah. The evidence just keeps flooding into her brain every time she encounters something that makes her think. And then she remembers the horrible thing that Morvan did or almost did or just over and over again, just reinforcing, like, get away from this man. Yeah. She makes one error in this uh, chapter in that she peeks around the corner and basically Gives herself up to Morvan. Yeah. Because she wants to see where he's coming from, and he sees her and basically just chases after her. 
Yeah. And Fortunately, she's much faster than him right now. Yes. Um, and she makes it back to the access ladder and basically just like fire pole slides down to the greenhouse level. Yeah. Which is kind of the only way she can go because moving up is slow. Yeah. Right? Moving down is fast, but she's kind of run herself into a dead end. Yeah. Um, she gets to the greenhouse door and discovers that it's been locked from the outside. And this confirms her worst fears regarding yep. what happened to Pollux. Like I said, all of this evidence is now coming to her full front. Like, wait a minute, this is locked from the outside. Wait a minute, Morvan locked Pollux in here to, to like, leave her to death. Yeah. Ugh, he's the worst. She unlocks the door and goes inside and then locks it from the inside. And Morvan, like, pops up in the in the window and is like, bang, 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 let me in, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> and she's like, heck no, I won't go. So he starts fiddling with the controls in an effort to try to override them from his side, uh, which is apparently possible because he succeeds in doing yeah, it. Yeah, he gets in. And um, that's the chapter, basically. Ah, Fast-paced, big on the action, no flashbacks. Like, yeah. we, we get some of Reyna's internal life here as well, but that's the action of the chapter. Yeah, it's basically her running for her life. So now, now she's stuck in the greenhouse. Morvan is coming in, and this is both good and bad. Yes. Uh, before we get to that, last chapter you had been trying to figure out who was going to run into whom first. Yeah. And I was like, well, my guess is probably going to be Reyna and Pollux are going to run into each other because Morvin's out and the Kepler's in the wind. And it turns out the Kepler and Morvin both found Reyna first. Yeah. I actually titled my notes Reyna versus the Kepler and then Reyna versus Morvin. <laughs> and she doesn't really fight either of them. She flights both of them. Well, it's fine. Yeah. Still a versus. Now, that said, this is leading to a plot point that I had posited many episodes ago, which is at some point after it's down to Morvan and Reyna, Morvan's going to corner Reyna and then Pollux is going to like pop up behind Morvan and bang him over the head with a pipe or something. <laughs> and that's basically where we're leading now, because who else is in the greenhouse? They don't know right? it. Pollux is there. So, yeah, Reyna's trapped in the greenhouse. This is good and bad, because unfortunately, Morvan is right with all of his yelling through the door. She has nowhere else to go. The greenhouse is a dead end, right? And what's blocking her way out is Morvan, and that's bad. But we have information that neither of them have, which is this is where Pollux is. Yeah, Pollux is both alive and still trapped in the greenhouse. So, so okay, secret ally that Reyna doesn't know about. Yeah. So if I were a guessing man, and Lord knows if you've listened to this podcast, I am. My guess for what happens next is that we see the end of Morvan. Uh, Reyna and Morvan have a final little confrontation. Pollux pops up, finishes off Morvan, something that Reyna has suggested she might have trouble doing despite everything. Yeah. And then our final boss is the Kepler. Which would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got? Three left? And the reason that Morvan hasn't been eaten by the Kepler is because he's got slime itch all over him. See, this is where it's all bad. Because we know the Kepler isn't going to eat Pollux because she's covered in uh, slime rash. Morvan has the same thing. Uh, I assume to a lesser degree, because Pollux has had it longer. Yeah. Uh, which means the only huntable human for the Kepler is Reyna. Who needs Pollux to protect her. So she can fix the controls to the escape pod so they can yeah. get out. Yeah. This is getting convoluted. Not really. It's actually a pretty straightforward like plot at the moment. The <laughs> Sorry, convoluted is the wrong word. This is getting to have a lot of steps in it now. Fix the escape pod panel. Get on the escape pod, jettison into space. The <laughs> impediments are Morvin and the Kepler. Those are the only two speed bumps left. Yeah. So th that's it. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> like... this is where we stop. It just, I, it, it astounds me that even now, even after 
this whole confrontation has happened, Morvan is still trying to gaslight Reyna. Like he is still at this. Well, just let me in. Just let me explain. Just I just want to talk to you. She knows it's all BS, and he's still trying it. There's a couple things going on here. He actually spells out in this chapter, like, I need your help. I'm injured. We can only beat this thing together. That's kind of something that I had suggested was the math that he was doing now. Yeah. Last chapter. And he he essentially just outright states it here. The second thing, I think he still wants to be the good guy in her eyes, despite everything. Like up to up to the, the only eyes left. Up to the moment where he kills her. I think that he legitimately still wants to be seen as the hero by her. And despite everything, Morvan does have feelings for Reyna. They're just bad and controlling feelings. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't want her like out of his grasp. He's so broken. Oh, for sure. Yes. I know. I say it a lot. <laughs> Awful and broken. I know. He might be dead next chapter. So maybe because my feeling is that uh, he's he's probably not one of the two people who are going to be walking out of the greenhouse. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So yeah, our chapter ends with Morvin getting into the greenhouse and Reyna running for her life. And I sincerely hope that she runs right into Pollux. Or Pollux runs right in behind Morvin. One or the other. Yeah. I, I think, I think Pollux is eminent in, in our in our narrative here. Well, um, bit of a shorter episode this week, but that's okay. Because again, we have to record two episodes this week. Yeah. And also, get them it was cut. A, so. It was a really fast read, right? There was a lot of action yeah. going on. And so we, it was a, we're, an easy chapter to breeze through. We're in the climax. Yeah. So things are, things are popping off quick. As we move through that. So um, you'll want to read up on chapter 21 in time for next week. Uh, in the meantime, you know, we've uh, done a lot of plugs for Alberta Blue Cross over the last several episodes. That is, again, the case this episode. And I've been tying it in with all of the injuries that these workers <laughs> have been suffering in the workplace. But uh, I don't want to keep banging on the same joke over and over. So <laughs> we're just going to do a nice, easy segue <laughs> into a little commercial by Anita for Alberta Blue Cross. This episode of The Read-Along is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. There you go, Alberta Blue Cross. Yes. Helping out small business owners, uh, at least in Alberta, there are probably insurance providers similar to them near you. Oh, probably. Yeah, so uh, check those out. Also, check out the Alberta Podcast Network website. That is where you can find out more about our sponsors, about the network itself, and of course, all of the member podcasts who are available on your podcatcher of choice. While you're there, that might be where you're catching our pod. You should give us a little rating and a review. Absolutely, we would appreciate it. Yeah, we're on a bunch of new podcatchers, too. So. Woohoo! We're about, yeah. you know. You can also find us on social media. Yes, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at The Read Along on most of those. Uh, yes, you can also send us an email. Yes, we are thereadalong at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. Fingers crossed. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. All read-along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. 
Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on goodreads.com.